Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sister. I am here by myself tonight and I just want to say welcome to the show. It is our Wednesday night case update. And I got to tell I don't know what it is in the air. I don't know if it's in the planets. I I don't know. But um, there's a lot of stuff going on in the true crime world right now. So we are going to get to all of that. I'm going to share a bunch of different things with you. And uh, just kind of talk a little bit about what's coming up in some of these cases. Because there's a lot happening. Things are changing really quickly. And, you know, I don't know. Just some crazy stuff's going on. I also need to tell you that we had planned tomorrow to live stream Mark Means' latest um, complaint hearing with uh, the judge over things he thinks he's getting picked on for. However, we, a dear friend of ours, mother has passed away and we need to go to a funeral. So we are not going to be here at all tomorrow. So we will be missing that live stream as well as the psychic update. And I'm really sorry for that. Or the psychic hour, I mean, really sorry for that. But we have to drive out of state to go to the funeral. And you know how this stuff is. You know, sometimes you just really need to be there for a friend. And that's what we are doing. So all of our stuff tomorrow is canceled. We will definitely cover the Mark Means uh, crybaby hearing next week. I'm going to tell you a little bit about today, tonight, what they're going to be talking about. And we will uh, we will definitely uh, view the hearing and share it with you and, and talk to you about it coming up. But in case you were looking forward to that, as we were, because we love watching Mark Means in uh, uh, court, because, well, it's hilarious, as you all know. But, yes, I, our good friend uh, lost his mother, and he was a real support to us when we lost both of our parents. And so we're definitely going to be going to that funeral tomorrow. So it kind of changes our schedule up a bit, but don't worry. We will be back with lots of updates about everything that happened. So let's go ahead and just jump in because there's so much to cover. First of all, if you didn't hear, we did a we did a live stream yesterday, but just in case, yesterday Lori Vallow was indicted on conspiracy to commit murder for her husband, Charles Vallow. Yeah, how about the Cosby situation? We're going to get there. Um, so Lori has been indicted for, um, she and Alex and potentially others, is what the indictment says, to have conspired to uh, commit murder to end his life. So that's a big move because this is the first charge 
out of Arizona in the Daybell Vallo case. And, you know, there's more to come, we think. We're, we're pretty sure we saw something today indicating that although they are they have they have not finished in Arizona their investigation into the attempted shooting of Brandon Boudreaux. You may all remember um, if you've been following the Daybell Vallo case for a while that Brandon Boudreaux is the ex-husband of Melanie now Pulowski who is Lori Vallow's uh, niece. So at one point, somebody fired at him, actually shattered the, the, the window of his car, shot at him, tried to kill him. It's been believed for a very long time that that was Alex Cox that, com that committed that crime, but maybe at the behest of Melanie now Pulowski. We don't know, but what we do know is that Arizona is still investigating that case. So we uh, will keep an eye on that. We may be seeing other indictments come out of Arizona. And wouldn't that be great? It really would. Just to confirm, um, Idaho definitely has first dibs on Lori. So um, they won't, in Arizona, they won't be really moving forward on these charges anytime soon because Lori's got to get all spiffed up in the hospital so that she can come back and be indicted and stand trial for the first degree murder charges that she is facing. So that's um, what's going on there. So tomorrow, Mark Means has a hearing and he's he's got some complaints. I know you're going to be surprised by this. First of all, it's a hearing to rule on that crazy stuff that he asked for a while back when Lori was being committed to the Department of Health and Welfare and found incompetent. He sent out a big laundry list of stuff that he wanted. And he, first of all, he sent it to the prosecutor, which cracks me up because a lot of it had to actually do with Lori's care at the state hospital. Now, why he thought that needed to go to the prosecutor and did the prosecutor have any power over that? I don't know. But some of the big stuff was he wanted unlimited private access to his client, which he will not get. He will get access to her, but he will not get unlimited private access to her. He, that's not happening. He also wanted to be notified of any changes in any kind of treatment, including medication and therapy, prior to those things being put forth, you know, being enacted for her. Um, Lori Vallow is literally a ward of the Department of Health and Welfare. They have taken basically a guardianship of her. They are 100% the boss over what happens with her right now until she is well enough to stand trial. And ain't nobody, Mark Means or anybody else, get to tell them what to do because that is not how this works at all. So they're going to have that conversation in court tomorrow, and I think it's going to be pretty hilarious, frankly, because, I mean, as usual, who the hell does he think he is? You know, he's going to boss around the Department of Health and Welfare. I, you know, I just don't, it's not going to work. It's not going to work at all. So then <laughs> there's this other thing. We know there's kind of, there's been a lot of back and forth with Mark Means and John Pryor and Rob Wood and Lindsey Blake over 
the discovery on the first degree murder charges because it's all of the evidence they already turned over to them plus everything that came out of the grand jury. So it's a huge amount of stuff, right? And the prosecutor's office has said they need until July 15th to provide it. And in spite of that fact, Mark Means drove from Meridian to the Fremont County Prosecutor's Office in St. Anthony, which is a hmm, five and a half, six hour drive. Like it's a long ways. And showed up in that office demanding the discovery. Just showed up. He says he sent someone an email. I don't know. The bottom line is that the judge has given the prosecutor's office until the 15th of July for that. Um, But he showed up there and said, I want my stuff. And they said, well, we don't have it. And, you know, the prosecutor, Lindsay Blake, came out and introduced herself. And then he gave her a two-hour ultimatum and said he expected to hear from her in the next two hours for all of that. He was coming back to pick it up. And he waited for two hours. And, uh, yeah, nobody called him. So then he drove back to Meridian and he's all pissed and he's filed this complaint and he wants sanctions and all this ridiculous crap for just showing up, you know, and saying, Hey, you have to give me this now, which they don't have to do. And with him behaving like that, why would they? He's also trying to build the state because now Lori is considered indigent. And so at some point he, has to become her public defender. And I'm sure there's probably some kind of process that that takes to get paid. And he's been complaining that he hasn't been paid, but I really wonder, is he actually like done the paperwork and stuff he's supposed to be doing to be billing the state? He wants to bill the state of Idaho $325 an hour to drive from Meridian to Fremont County and back to demand evidence that he cannot have until July 15th. So I don't even know what the judge is going to say about this. First of all, I don't think they're going to pay it $325 an hour for travel. Are you freaking kidding me? He just drove there. Also, he drove there basically unannounced, expecting crap, expecting what? I don't even know. So pretty crazy. Um... So we're not sure exactly what's going to happen, but they're in court tomorrow. We'll see what happens with all of that. Okay. That's the day about battle case. That's what's going on there. You probably heard at the end of last week that Derek Chauvin was sentenced for the murder of George Floyd. Now he was charged with second degree involuntary manslaughter and third degree murder and a couple of other things. So there was um, something filed by the prosecution that basically this didn't this didn't have a very high level of penalty. And the prosecutor's office felt that this was a special situation because this was a police officer who very much abused their power in this situation. And so they got this like enhancement basically to the um 
to the uh, sentence. So the judge could basically sentence him to more time. So in the sentencing, and this was a that hearing was brutal. I only watched parts of it. George Floyd's little girl made a video that they watched. A bunch of George George Floyd's family spoke, and then Derek Chauvin's mother spoke in which she basically just completely denied the whole thing, which was really sad. I wish she could have just, you know, been his support without like making it out like he didn't do anything because I mean, come on, we've all seen the video. Everybody's seen the video. So the prosecutor's office was asking for 25 years to life. The defense was asking for, if you can believe this, probation and time served. Like that, seriously, you guys. So what he did get was 22.5 years, which is pretty darn close to 25 years. So, you know, I don't know that you can ever say justice has been served. I think the only people who really can answer that question are the George Floyd family, really. But this is a much bigger sentence than we've ever seen before when it comes to police brutality causing a death. So it's a start. It's definitely not the end. It's a start. The other officers that were involved are going to trial quite soon. And Derek Chauvin and these other officers are also facing federal hate crime charges. So he's going to do more time than just this. He will do at least at minimum 15 years for this charge. He could be paroled a little early. Uh, Fingers crossed that he isn't, right? Um, As far as I'm concerned, watching that video, I think you should go away forever because, you know, when you kneel on someone and they scream and yell and say they're dying and you do it and you continue to kneel on them, I just don't know what kind of humanity is left in you. But we'll see what happens with the federal hate crime charges. So there will be more charges, but this is a start. Of course, he's appealing immediately, blah, 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 blah. But in the meantime, he is in prison. He is, you know, off the streets where people are a little safer. Okay. Bill Cosby. You're right, Cranky. He is a murderer. Derek Chauvin is a murderer. There's just no getting around that. Okay, Bill Cosby. You guys. Oh, my gosh. Bill Cosby's... um. Let's see. (laughs) Sorry, I'll get to the chat in a minute. And welcome everyone who's in the chat. It's great to have you here tonight. Let's talk about Bill Cosby. So Bill Cosby has been in prison for the last two years for a sexual assault, right? His um, conviction was thrown out. And here's the reason. This This is really confusing, okay? Bill Cosby was initially charged for this case, and that case came back with a hung jury. Okay, so one of the things that the prosecution has been doing in the Bill Cosby case that is very controversial is they have been having women who can basically show a pattern of behavior come in and talk about the time that Bill Cosby drugged them and sexually assaulted them. The problem with that is that these are women whose cases have never been tried or charged. So he's not charged with their their cases. And so they are, by the definition of the court hearsay, really, 
Um, which, you know, I mean, it's not that I don't want, I want all their cases charged, but it's a really controversial practice. So there's this, okay. Then there's also, there have been some civil lawsuits against him. And in a deposition to a civil lawsuit, he basically admitted to some absolutely horrendous stuff. The prosecutor in this case had agreed that he would not use that deposition to to charge him for criminal charges. Like they made a deal. So then in the second trial of Bill Cosby, the prosecutor brought that information in. He shouldn't have been able to do that at all. It was illegal then. It's illegal now because he made a deal with him. Like this is 100% a big mess up on the part of the prosecutor's office. And that's where I think we all need to be pissed. So Bill Cosby has been, that case has been thrown out. And I mean, if they charge him again and try him again, it will be the third time. Bill Cosby is 83. Chances are pretty good they're not going to charge him again. So in all of this, he's only served two years of prison time and paid out a bunch of money in civil suits, lots of which we do not know. It is, you know, unfortunately, you know, when it went to appeal, what the prosecutor's office did was illegal. You can't go against a deal. If you're a prosecutor, you cannot go against that deal like that. And and that's for the protection of all defendants, right? So it sucks. I cannot freaking believe it's Bill Cosby that's going to test that rule. But that's what happened. So, you know, they have not said if they're going to try him again or not. But considering his age and what chances they have of really getting him any any more jail time, really, I bet they don't. I bet they just go, okay, well, we've screwed this up too many times. But, yes, the prosecutor screwed up. That's exactly what this is. And how the – I'm not – but, you know, you got to look at the judge, too, because why did that get allowed in during the first – during that uh, trial? Shouldn't have. Shouldn't have been allowed in in the trial. And if it had been stopped there, they may have still been able to convict him on other things, and then this wouldn't have happened. So there's multiple people involved, you know, in the mistake here. But it's a big mistake. It's a really big mistake, especially when you consider – what a high profile case this is. Right. And the poor victims, you know, there's only the statute of limitation on these crimes was 12 years. And so most of them that have testified, their cases are expired. Statute of limitations has expired, so they couldn't charge him on them. And so now really nobody's getting any justice on this. And he gets to go free. He's already released. They released him today. So, I don't know. I found it a real bummer. I think a lot of you guys did as well. Very frustrating. And why it's so important that 
prosecutors and judges follow the rules in these cases so that they don't get thrown out. You know, we've been talking about that a lot with the Daybell Vallow case, how important it is, even when it's frustrating when the, when the defense attorneys pull all this procedural stuff. And even when it's frustrating that she's, that Lori Vallow is considered um, incompetent to stand trial, it's all very frustrating. But if they don't follow the rules and protect the rights of the accused, that's the key here. That's how our legal system works. The rights of the accused have to be protected. And if they're not, then these cases can get thrown out or have to be retried. And, uh, you know, all that stuff. So it's really important. And, yeah, it's really frustrating. It is a huge mistake in Pennsylvania. Huge Makes me sick. Red Girl says, I'm sure they released him before announcing it to stop immediate frenzy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did um, because it was actually after it came out that they said, yeah, he's already been released because I'm sure they did do just exactly that. So that is really frustrating, but also it doesn't, it was procedural. It doesn't mean he didn't do it. It just means that the prosecutor didn't follow the rules and they violated his his rights. Because, yeah, it's a constitutional issue. Sucks. Really, really sucks. Um, <laughs> D in the chat, we were back on the uh, Mark Means, Lori Vallow situation. He says, D says, you just expected for them to give him everything. Is he trying to get a suite in a room next to Lori in the hospital? Does he believe he's her blue-eyed boy <laughs> wanting his mama? Very strange. Yes, very strange. I'll tell you another strange thing that happened. Yesterday, there was a lockdown in Idaho um, adult state hospitals, which there are exactly two. Blackfoot and Orofino, and we know that Lori is in one or the other of them. Many people say she's Intermountain in, at Intermountain in Boise. No, she's not. She's in the custody of the Department of Health and Welfare and has to be housed in one of their facilities. And there are two adult facilities in Idaho. And Intermountain ain't one of them. We have Orofino and Blackfoot. Blackfoot is, I live 25 miles from Blackfoot. So we don't know which one. But for 24 hours, both adult hospitals were on lockdown, which meant no visitation because there was a phoned in threat. We're all assuming it has to do with Lori Vallow. We don't know for sure, but I got to tell you, because I live 25 miles from one of these state hospitals, that is not a regular occurrence. And I would imagine that somebody has made a threat against her in one of these hospitals. It's, it's, it's just a little too um, close to the time she was just placed. And, you know, just, I don't know, just too close. So we're pretty sure that's what's going on. A red girl says the stream is really clear. looks and sounds great, by the way. Thank you. Really appreciate it. We're just, you know, really enjoying our new uh, carrier a lot. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cosby used his influence as America's dad to compulsively violate women. Right, Aaron? I was talking to somebody else who's about my age today. I'm 45. 
And she was like, it's like he's just sullied our entire childhoods, which is so true because I grew up. Sorry, guys, I'm going to get a little mint. I'm a little, my mouth's a little dry. Um, I grew up on the Cosby show. I grew up on Cosby stand up. I mean, I had some of those routines memorized as a kid. It's a horrifying, isn't it? To be like, oh my God, that whole time he was using that persona to drug and rape women. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cosby show and the jello pudding commercials. I forgot about those too. Right. It's just awful. Like it just, ugh. Ugh, ugh. Yeah. Oh, Paula says, I wonder if it was a follower of hers trying to help her at the, the hospital. I don't know how it would. Oh, and the fat Albert cartoon. Oh my gosh. Cranky. Like, right. There's so much stuff from our generation that was Bill Cosby. Makes me so mad. Yeah, makes me so mad. Let's see. I was going to see what some of the rest of you are have to say about this. Because I know this is just a. Let's see. Carly says, while I truly believe he should serve what he deserves, I'm surprised someone of his celebrity stature did any time. It's honestly true. I mean, they've tried really hard, a little too hard, broke some rules. Um, I guess the hashtag Me Too movement simmered enough that they slid in this technicality with less like, less backlash lame. I think you're right, Carly. I think that's exactly what happened is that there was a lot of pressure to charge him and to convict him because this was kind of the start of the Me Too movement when this all came out. And... Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is we still have to protect people's rights. And it just, ugh, dang it. Carly also says, what Lori has done can make people with hearts and souls a bit crazy. I kind of understand someone trying to take matters into their own hands. Not that it's okay, but right, I know, I, I agree. People in our community are feeling really frustrated. Like, she needs to go on trial, you know, like she needs to be held accountable for all this. And, it, and it's true. But we got to make sure her rights are protected. Yeah, he did do a lot for children's education and TV. He did, but oh my gosh. This whole time he had this very benevolent persona and look what he was using it for. So gross. Yeah. Calling in a threat so they would move her to a less secure facility. Kind of backfired in that. <laughs> Well, they're not going to, you know, these are these are locked hospitals with lots of security. I mean, nobody's getting in. But they did stop all visitation for a little while to make sure that, you know, everybody was safe. Cranky says it feels like no one cares about women. It, you know, I, I agree. I mean, how many of these cases do we cover all the freaking time? about terrible things being done to women that, uh, you know, how often does it seem like nobody cares in violence against women? Yeah. You know, I've been watching a really interesting television series that I'm going to do a show on, and it's about psychopaths. And there are a bunch of, um, like, forensic psychologists and forensic psychiatrists in it giving their opinions and stuff. And they say... That one in 100 men 
are psychopaths. And at first I was like, yeah, that seems really high. I don't know if that's true. And then I went, wait a minute. Look at the problem with violence against women that we have. It's probably true. And why is it true? Why is our society, U.S. society particularly, churning out that many psychopathic men? We've got a lot. There's a lot of stuff to work on. We'll try to solve it all, but we probably won't. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. People just don't think, men don't think it's as bad or dangerous to be a woman as it is. Yeah, the more that I talked about it, my wife and I, she's a counselor, and we were talking about it, and I was like, wait a minute. Think about all the violence against women. Think about all the violence against children. You know, most of it is perpetrated by men. Not all, but most. They said that psychopathy is so rare in women that they couldn't even give you an estimate of like how many there are, you know, in the population, like they could do one in a hundred for men. It's just unfathomable because there are so few female psychopaths. Now, there, there are a few, but there aren't very many. Yeah. So, I don't know, something to think about. Are they true psychopaths or just bred as a society to be like that? Well, you know, the thing is, a psychopath is a psychopath. Like, if they can't, if they don't feel empathy, if, um, you know, it's not the psychopaths don't feel emotions, they do, but they're very self-focused. Everything is about themselves. They were talking about that psychopaths see other people like objects, like a chair or a cup. You're just a chair or a cup to somebody. And so it doesn't really mean much to them to do tremendous damage, kill or hurt people because they're just objects to be used for their own gain. Of course, in dangerous situations, men are in danger too, but not to the extent that women are endangered. Exactly. Not to the extent. Nowhere near the extent. Yeah, men don't understand that the, being female makes you a target. We have to watch out all the time. It's right, Cranky. We've all been raised that way from the time we were little kids, haven't we? Yeah, and the sensitive, caring men get, get eaten alive in the society. It is true because they are treated as though there's something wrong with them for being sensitive or caring, you know? And I, there are good men in my family. There are good men in my life. And so I'm not bashing men, but what I am saying is, We've got a problem, you guys. We've got a big problem. Uh, Paula says the attitude that women somehow brought it on themselves needs to, just, needs to just stop. What was she wearing? Had she been drinking? What did she say? Right. Bullshit. That's such gaslighting. Such gaslighting that why aren't we, you know, looking at the perpetrator, not the victim? Uh, yeah, Carol says, think about the volume of women who just happen to be jogging, stopped at the flat tire, walking to school or work and work or home from babysitting and bam, they're kidnapped, raped, dismembered and bagged. Right. Like somebody's looking out. Right. Somebody's watching for them because we're all out just living our lives. Right. Doing stuff that men would do and not get hurt. Yeah. Uh, Red Girl, exactly. We have to teach our daughters to watch out for themselves at a very young age. We do. And and I've never seen that with boys. And I raised a boy and I, I never even thought about it. Yeah. Do you think because of all the deals Epstein made in Florida, 
Ghislaine Maxwell has been trying to get her case thrown out, that her attorneys will now use the Cosby case past bad deals. You know, I don't think they're going to be able to. For one, it's in different states. Um, for another, they haven't used that against Ghislaine Maxwell. She's going to trial here pretty soon, but they haven't used anything like that against her. So I don't feel like they'll have a leg to stand on there, but definitely we never want to see this kind of stuff happen because it can affect other cases more likely in Pennsylvania where this all happened. Red girl says we can go all the way back to the power being taken from priestesses and female leaders. Agreed. Agreed. I'm right there with you. Carol says the fact that a woman can be somewhere for 10 minutes, anywhere in the U S and they're snatched. Yeah, exactly. So that number scared me. And then I went, no shit, you guys, that's why that's why. So then we have to look at why is our society um, breeding so many psychopathic men? Why? Right? Yes, cranky matriarchy was wiped out. I know it was. And look at what it's done. I know the vast majority of the cases that we report here are violence against women. Our men don't have male role models. Yeah, it's true. That our male role models often are psychopaths themselves or sociopaths. We have a lot of that. Boy, there's a lot of work to do, you guys. <laughs> I'm feeling super overwhelmed. Okay. Uh, look at top movies, books, and music. Definitely. I understand now why women can get more radical as they get old. Oh, dude, I'm 45 and I've gotten so much more radical. Also, I take shit from no one. I have, you know, right in your face, given it right back to men several times recently. And every time it happens, my son is like, <laughs> but I'm like, I don't put up with this shit anymore. No, I don't. I do want to tell you about something else. And this is along the same lines, you guys. Uh, something happened today. Allison Mack, she's an actress. And she was given three years. She was sentenced to three years uh, in the Nexium sex slave case. We haven't covered Nexium on here, but you probably all know about it. Nexium. Uh, was the stupid sex slave cult with uh, Keith Rainier. And unfortunately, one of the problems that we have is that some women get involved and help men do terrible things. Elaine Maxwell being one, Allison Mack being another. Allison Mack was recruiting women into Nexium, and she has now been consequenced for that she's going to serve three years and you know it's really sad you know she can blame Keith Rainier for this all she wants um yes yes Smallville she was on Smallville she can blame Keith Rainier all she wants for this but unfortunately she made a choice to recruit women into this you know self-help organization, personal empowerment organization that was really just a cover for sex slave cult. Those women were branded as Keith Rainier's property, like real branding. So yeah, we have to look at stuff like that too. You know, we really have to look at stuff like that as well. Yeah. 
Carly says, it's sad. I have a lot of great men in my life, but there's a strong need to protect my daughter and sons from male predators. It's wild. Makes absolute sense. Women can be too, but a, it's a bit more rare. It is a ton more rare. You know, just like, um, you know, almost all pedophiles are men and most uh, pedophiles in the United States are white men. You can go look up like the government stats on that. It's all right there. Yeah, Cranky says, Gen X in the house. We take no shit. You're right. We take no shit. Yes, and women are a huge tool in the trafficking industry because they're women that get involved and bring other women in. And, you know, Elaine Maxwell, horrible example of this. And unfortunately, Allison Mack, my God, you know. And, yeah, it's real sad that she's going to spend some time in prison, but kind of it isn't. Because she got these girls into this. She got this women, these women into it knowing exactly what was going to happen to them. I mean, guys, why are we doing that, right? Oi. I know. It's been quite a day. Another case that's local to us that we're going to be covering here shortly also there was sentencing on today. I'm not going to really tell you about it other than to say to watch for it is it is the murder of Kaylin Blue, which happened a few years ago right here in Idaho Falls, where I live. And the man who murdered her was just sentenced to 25 years today. And we are going to cover that case. I've kind of been waiting for it to resolve because I wanted to tell you the entire story because it is hellacious. So, you know crazy stuff. Well, I wanted to, in case you hadn't heard it, we will be not here at all tomorrow. No, we won't be live streaming Mark Means Hearing. We will not be doing the psychic hour tomorrow night either because of this funeral we need to go to. We got to go out of state for that. So I'm sorry we're going to miss everything tomorrow, but we will be back on Monday with brand new cases and we will be getting back to our um, pop-ups on weekends too. It's just hard in the summer between softball tournaments and camping, we're not around as much. And if I'm in a place when I'm traveling that I can pop up, I will. But I got to tell you that uh, cell service and data in Idaho, it's not that great. (laughs) So when we're out of town, Uh, but we will be back. Yes, we are doing the Cassandra Ramirez disappearance next week. We were actually going to do it this week. And then a bunch of stuff came out in the Jenna Holm case. And so we wanted to get you that first. Cassandra Ramirez is coming next week. Don't you worry. I'm presenting it to Katie for a cold read. So we have that plus many other things coming up um, as well. And I just appreciate all of you for being here with us, for participating in the live stream and for listening And, you know, we're just here for all of that. So, you know it. We are. Hang on. Sorry. Clicking on the wrong thing. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. You guys have a great night. 